Hello, I'm Callum Dilietto, and this is Flock Together, the podcast for travel and events professionals. Season one is in partnership with Visit Berlin, the Berlin Convention Office, and we're here today at Tewton Glen, where I am joined by Emma Duncan. Hi. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very pleased to be here. Well, I'm very pleased to have you. And you've also got quite a, a unique uh, work experience as well. Right? <laughs> you've spent over two decades at IBM, corporate side, and you've just shifted over to the agency world. I know. We've, I think we've just given away a few too many secrets there. But yes, that's, that's entirely true. So, um, yeah, been at IBM for 20, 22 years, actually spent time in sales and about eight years in sales. And then in marketing, uh, in the last five years, I was the events leader for IBM UK and Ireland. But yes, excitingly, I have crossed over to the other side and uh, I'm now working as head of operations for uh, an events agency called Assemble. It's interesting to go from corporate to agency. Mm. Usually it's agency to corporate. Yeah. How are you finding it? Well, that's a really interesting question. It, it's kind of as I expected it to be, but I think the reality of it is slightly different. And in all honesty, I think, you know, corporate side, I'm doing lots of sort of strategy, planning. Yes, we're delivering. We're doing all of the follow up. Um, coming over to agency side, I think I've got a whole new appreciation of the whole world of kind of quoting, pitching and delivering. And the analogy that I've been sort of using to sort of explain it to people, because I'm six weeks in. Right. So this is still fresh for me. When I first came in, it was, it's like getting a job as an air traffic controller. And all I can see is all of these planes, right? And I've gone, I've got all of these quotes and pictures that we've got to prepare for. And then we've got to deliver all of this stuff. So all these planes are taking off, all of this stuff's in the air, got some stuff landing. None of it can crash. All of it must be excellent. And so when I first started, I was like, okay. And I'm sort of at the stage now, six weeks in, I can at least start to see patterns emerging. And now I'm starting to think, okay, right, what are the tools and processes? How am I going to make sure that all of this stuff happens brilliantly? And that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> Do you know, it's so interesting because I recently heard a, <coughs> a keynote speaker um, who's, funnily enough, called Amelia Rose Earhart. Right? <laughs> and um, she has uh, a book that's all about turbulence and and there's advice in it about being the air traffic controller and, and managing all of these things. And so it's weird that you've used that analogy because I've, I've heard it as, as a way to actually <laughs> not just manage events, but just life in general oh, and, okay. and, and how, how you can kind of learn from, from what pilots know. So yeah. definitely a book that I would suggest you check out because it, it sounds like it's, it's kind of like, it's like basically embracing the turbulence. And, and, uh, yeah. and yeah, I think that's, that's right. The beginning of the podcast is, is an opportunity really for, for you to be your own keynote speaker, as it were. Mm -hmm. um, it's reform, it's, it's where you can write a letter to the industry. Mm. What would your letter be? Well, do you know, actually, my letter is a thank you letter. Yeah, so I've gone classic old school. Love back, that. Back, 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 to, back to the early days, which you write a thank you letter. Um, and I think that I have been very um, fortunate to have experienced working with some fantastic agencies. And I suppose what I want to say in my thank you letter to the industry is just to talk about the things that I've really appreciated from the client side, because actually these are things that I'm thinking about now in my new role. I think, yeah, I suppose there are sort of four things that I would want to say. I think the partnering is so important and you know, it's on clients to invest in their agencies if they really want to get the best from their agencies. And obviously, as an agency, you have to partner with your clients to deliver the best for them. So 
that whole partnering piece is so important for everyone to get maximum value. Um, and, and value is my next thing, because I always sort of had this kind of thought that every time I'm interacting with somebody, so if I'm interacting with a business stakeholder, I've got to offer value. So what I need from my agency is to give me value. Yeah. So every interaction, what am I learning from somebody or what am I imparting to somebody? And, you know, from a value perspective, it's about creativity. It's about innovation. It's new ways of doing things. And again, related back to the partnering, it's that sparking ideas off of each other, you know, because then you can create something and deliver something that's fantastic, you know? Yeah. Um, I and, love I love that. I think you're I think you're right. Value. <coughs> It, it, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, you could almost say it sounds transactional, but it's, it's not. It's, it's just, it's, it is an exchange, but it's, it's, a, it's a value exchange, you know? Yeah, and it's time to value. That's the other thing, is everybody's time poor. So how do you give maximum value in a really short amount of time, which means you've got to be really listening to people to pick up on what it is that you can give them that's going to be of most value to them. You've got to talk in their language. I was, um, I was at a networking dinner the other day, actually, and we were talking about stakeholder management and actually, you know, whether you're a corporate person talking to your business leader, whether you're an agency person talking to your client, it's about using their language. Yeah, what, is, what can you say is going to be most impactful for them and make their life easier because they haven't got time? A hundred percent, definitely agree with that. And I think people love to waffle and say too much. And actually, it's like, do you know what? Just keep it simple. Mm. And and I appreciate that. And I try to do that the same. And like, you know, sometimes you just like just get to the point, say what it is. Mm. Don't don't feel like you have to fluff it to be polite. Like you can still say it in a very polite way, but just get to the point. You know, like it, I, and, and there's me waffling about getting to the point. So that's ironic. I, I do understand that. But the second part of, of the podcast is about remembering. Mm -hmm. And uh, that I'd, I'd like to challenge you to kind of remember your first ever work trip abroad. <laughs> well, I can remember that. So it's quite easy. So um, I was going to um, a big sales kickoff. So I was working in sales at the time. Um, and we went to Crete. We flew into Heraklion. In, I think it's Heraklion's in Crete. Um, and I was like, this is amazing. You know, four days in Crete. Ooh. Uh, it was January. Ah. So not, that's, not, that's why it was there. <laughs> <laughs> not quite the dream, I'd hope. But I mean, the, but the most bizarre thing about that whole trip for me was, because um, this was, you know, obviously a few years ago, um, the fact there were people smoking on the aeroplane. And there was a, there was a smoking section Stop. on the aeroplane. <laughs> I mean, I was pretty shocked at the time. But, you know, if you think about it now, you're just like, really? But yeah, there was literally, like, in the back of the plane, it was like, wee. It does make me laugh that even on planes now, there's still ashtrays, but then it'll be right next to a sign that says no smoking on the plane. <laughs> and you're just like, how, how old is this plane? Because if there's still ashtrays, then, then there, there is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what about your, your last work trip abroad? Do you know, actually, it wasn't a work trip, but I had a fantastic time in Copenhagen recently. So I've never, never had the opportunity to be up there, but it just struck me as such a fantastic city. I, I, you know, I'm a fan of a small city. I can't be on with anywhere that's too sprawling, but also just to have that real mix of, um, you know, like the water and sort of feeling a bit closer to nature and the history and also like cool vibes going on as well. So, yeah, I'd, let's go with Copenhagen. Copenhagen is, is a cool destination, to be fair. And I, I can see that it does fit. It fits that 
that brief very yeah. well. So that that's great. This podcast is brought to you by the Visit Berlin Convention Office, your key contact in and for the city of Berlin. From on-site knowledge of the best venues and service providers to conference bids and event planning. As Germany's capital in the heart of Europe, Berlin is a vibrant, elective and creative metropolis, raising the bar of conference and event standards. Let's meet in the world of Berlin. The next part is about... Um, Kind of revisiting. So if you could transport yourself back in time to a destination experience that you've had in your life, it can be for work or for pleasure, where would you go back to? What would you like to relive? Well, I'm going to stick with my kind of sort of nature-related comment about Copenhagen. Um, do you know what? Isle of Harris. I, Outer Hebrides, absolutely magnificent. Um, went up there uh, it's a few years ago now, but by far probably my favourite holiday. The, I'm telling too many people, everyone will start going. But the, the scenery and the sort of blue waters, beautiful beaches, absolutely spectacular, spectacular. And if you could make a hotel home, any hotel that you've stayed in or, or accommodation of any sorts, uh, and to, to make that your, your permanent residence? Um, you know what? I think I'm still waiting for that place. I've been to some really lovely places but I think this is part of the excitement of doing something new, is what will be next. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and actually the whole, the whole thing, you know, coming this side um, into agency industry, never heard of fam trips before. Never heard of it. Like it's a whole totally new thing. So, hey, who knows what that will be? I'll let you know. Watch I'll come space. back and tell you. <laughs> the penultimate part of, of the podcast is about kind of reimagining. And so many uh, people in the industry are organising events and experiences and incentive trips for, for clients. And, and, you know, if you were to do that for yourself, mm. if you were to be given unlimited amount of money and to organise a trip, a once in a lifetime experience for you, mm -hmm. where would you go? Mm -hmm. What would you do? And more importantly, what celebrity would you bring along with you? This is a really good question. And um, I was really torn between hot and cold destinations because on the one hand I'm a passionate snowboarder on the other hand I love to lay in the sun be in the sun all the rest of it so I can't really choose between hot and cold but I think there would definitely be some there's going to be an element of beauty and outside to what I'm doing in terms of a celebrity well I also think I kind of like to get a bit of value for something so you know I want someone who's going to really inspire me um, I think actually Brene Brown I don't know if you've heard of her she does. She's done some really interesting work. I think she does stuff around sort of shame and vulnerability, but she's doing loads of stuff with corporates uh, because I think it's about being authentic and about being real in your management style. So I think that she's got a lot to offer. So I would have her as my speaker. So maybe go snowboarding with her and you can make it a twin destination. So maybe maybe you ah. snowboard and then you go to the beach. Oh, maybe you could do that. There yes. are some places where, you, you know, both are fairly close. That's it. I Let's that's make it answer. happen. Exactly. <laughs> And the final section of the podcast is about reacting. So mm -hmm. I am going to ask you a quick fire round of questions. Okay. And you just have to <clears throat> answer as quickly as you can. Right. So the first one, packing, last minute or a week before? Oh, last minute. Carry on or check in? Hmm, depends. Sometimes carry on, sometimes I've got to choose. Well, I mean, if you're snowboarding, if you're, I'm, I'm, you're going to be checking it in, Exactly. Right? If, I, if, I'm week, if I'm weekend away, I'm absolutely... Which do you prefer? 
um, I probably packing because it means I'm going on a bigger holiday. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> airport lounge or shopping? Oh, airport lounge. Aisle seat or window seat? Mm, window. I like to be able to rest my head and look out. Same. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, city or nature? Nature. Lay-in or early start? Lay-in. Poolside or seaside? Mm, probably poolside, but maybe a bit of seaside. I don't know. Poolside. I'm in with the pool. <laughs> Let's be true. You've I'm going pool. Planned or spontaneous? Um, planned. I take too much time to think about things. Planned, obviously. Of course, you, obviously. Need, it. you need it all obviously. laid out for you. Got to get it done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then finally, hotels, boutique or big brands? Oh, boutique, for sure. Well, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, yeah, I'm very excited to see how your, your, your shift to agency side uh, goes for you. Thanks very much. Thank you.